Hello G&Divas, we're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. Next Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Slightly awkward question, but... You have got you've brought in an illegal drink to this podcast. And what? You have got a, a plastic cup of beer. I have had a day of it. And I can smell it from here. God, I hate the smell of beer. What? People say to me, why don't I drink beer? Have you not sm- I can't I can't get over the smell, yet alone the taste. I have had a day of it at the time of recording, so I got off the tube and there's a little bar around the corner where we record. And I thought, I'm going to pop in and have a pint. And even better, they do takeaway pints. So just just humour me. Just let me have When you pint. say you got off the tube, this is via Wembley. <laughs> because you didn't get off at the right stop. No. And I also lost my wallet today. Unlike football, at least you were coming home. Start the episode. <laughs> Welcome to Help I Sexted My Boss, the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life. Answering your 21st century questions and finding solutions to everyday dilemmas. Like, how do you tell your other half that a mullet is not a good look? Cat getting a mullet. (laughs) (laughs) And should you ever admit to wetting the bed? Right, can I just clear this up? Right, I keep meaning to say this. Mm. I wasn't... When I was in the castle, he said I wet the bed till I was 15... And it was because I was filling out a form and it was a typo. I stopped wetting the bed when I was 14. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that makes it okay. Okay. Yeah. I remember. And my first sleepover was in year nine. I went to Rick's house and didn't wet the bed. I was well chuffed. My mum put a little um, sun sticker on my chart. Oh. Yeah. Your chart? Yeah, we had a chart for dry right, nights. Well, <laughs> what was it? A chart for dry nights. And of course, what should you do if you've accidentally sexted your boss? But we're not your usual agony aunts, are we, William Hansen, the UK's leading etiquette expert? No, we're not, Jordan North, radio presenter. I'm more stately home, you're more home in a state. <laughs> uh, thanks to G&D James for sending that to me. Uh, um, yeah, we so, so- 
Let's I, just talk about the chart in more detail. No, I, I didn't have the chart when I was like 14. That's a lie. I, I had the, the chart. So where did the chart live? Where in the house did it you It was put on the, the kitchen door. On, on the, the kitchen on door. On the back of the kitchen door. Just for you or for any of your other brothers? Uh, just for me and our doms had it as well, actually. Right. And then for a dry night, we put a little sticker on. And a dry night yeah. was when you didn't need to... When I didn't wet the bed. When you didn't wet the bed. Yeah. Why are we talking about this? And then as I got and did older, you get punished if it was a wet night? Uh, no, but if I had like five dry nights, I used to get like sweets at the end of the week and stuff. Right. So I was like, yeah. And then I think I've talked about this before because as I got older, I was in the box room. Yeah. Yeah. And um, like the, the wet sheets weren't really working. So my mum and dad put shower curtain and bin bags under my <laughs> sheet. <laughs> and I'll never forget this, right? It must have been about... 10, 11 o'clock at night, and they just heard this massive knock on the wall. <laughs> Shut up, rustling in there, will you? You know I'm on early. And I'm like that. <laughs> I don't move. And every time I say no, it was like like a little ham- yeah, like a little hamster. Wow. And I had a great childhood, and it's not affected me at all. <laughs> I, I'm just amazed people fancy you. <laughs> and I haven't wet the bed for God over since, like, I think I was about 13, 14. And even when, even when I've been drunk, I've never wet the bed. I've got Good. mates that do that all the time. Right. I've got a mate who weed on his wife recently. Well, some people are like that. Yeah. How's your week been? <laughs> <laughs> Moving <laughs> swiftly on. Should we have a drink? Uh, yes, let's have a drink. Look, we've got new, we got new D today. I'm going to take off the foil. Do you want to do the um, gin for me? Of course. Are you having one as well? Oh, it's high school. Ooh. Yeah, I'll oh, have Oh, Sorry. Oh, William Hansen. You just swore. What have you done there? You... I've corked the D. Oh, you've corked the D. Hang on. What? I know how to do this. Have we got a bottle opener? Oh, screwdriver. D- oh, sh- You just put the cork into the... <laughs> yeah, and then it'll... Yeah, well, here we go. Look. I mean, it's going to taste of cork. Oh, oh my sh- God. Oh, <laughs> this is a disaster. I know that's not what corking is, Ben. Thank you. There we go. It's all all fine. Did you put gin in this? No, not yet. No, that's fine. And put some gin in. I still the the, the cork is floating around now in that bottle. It'll be fine. Waste Rather unappetising. Let me get my wet wipes. Hang on. I think this one might need to be disposed of. No, 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 no. We'll we'll drink that today and then dispose of it because it's late to go. Let me get my wipe that out. Yes. Thank you. These are are these face wipes for two quid. (gasps) Wasting them on bloody day. Can we get some coasters? Sorry, G and Divas. I I do apologise. This is a bloody disaster. Right. Do you want to do? I didn't even realise that could happen to a Debonair cork. Mm. Right. After that little. uh, Dramatic moment. Shall we now toast with our gin and bonnet? Please no. don't use the beer to toast. You've already drunk it. Who should we toast to? Well, over the weekend, it was my mother's landmark birthday. Well, a, a landmark birthday. I mean, she's had other landmark birthdays, but it was a landmark birthday. So I think, especially because, you know, the impression's now forbidden, uh, we should taste. Is it? We should toast Sarah Hansen. To Sarah Hansen. Happy birthday. Mummy. Darling, don't you dare reveal my age to your G&D divas, darling, on your cast pod. Don't you (laughs) dare, darling. It's a woman's secret, darling. 
a lot of people were... Have you had se- a drink yet, Sarah? I started last Monday, darling. Celebrating. Drinks all round. Sarah's birthday, darling. Drinks, drinks, drinks. A lot of people were saying that James, we had my brother on the bonus last week. Yep. Uh, we'd sound quite different. Yes. You, well, you do. You're completely different. I mean, not to the point where James is like, oi, 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 what? How's it going? But he's closer to that than I am. Yeah, mm. he is. James is, like, massively into football. Yeah. Bit of... Bit... He, likes a, he likes a drink. He, li- he would drink beer. He loves a beer. He's, he's, he's outgoing. Well... He is outgoing. The, excuse me, growing up, when my parents would have a dinner party, I would be the one opening the door to their guests, taking the coach, showing them through into the drawing room for drinks. James would hide upstairs. Would he? Wouldn't come out for the entire evening. He would just, just literally shut the door and that would be it. Weird how your parents had dinner party and mm. you had to be like nice to the guest. In my house, it was just a piss up. Well, do you know what? Mikey made a comment about this the other day, because obviously Mikey is from the north. No, we don't need it. I won't do it. And he was saying when he grew up, his parents never had dinner parties. They just had people around for tea. Yeah, we never had dinner parties. We didn't even have people around for tea. We just had people around for barbecues or for a piss up if the mess weren't open. Right. The sergeant's mess. Yes, yes, yes. Cookie used to come round all the time. Cookie? Cookie. My dad's mate, Cookie. Oh, okay, not not a chef. No, no, no. no. hiring catering. No, 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 no. He used to come round with his CDs. His CDs. And then we'd come downstairs and mum would be like, Get upstairs! Told you not to come down! Get back up them stairs! Oh, you, so you were forbidden? Yeah. Okay. You see, I, I was allowed to stay up until it was time to... Until they were going through to dinner. Oh, really? And then I would disappear. I'd sort of get a look and then I'd go... Good. And then it was a little bit like a so- solo performance of The Sound of Music when all the children wave goodnight to the I adults. I've never it. You've never seen The Sound of <laughs> no, Music? because I'm not 50. <laughs> ben, have you seen The Sound of Music? Even Ben has seen The Sound of Music. Does it count that I've seen clips of it on Gogglebox a few weeks ago? No. Right. That's no. not... Right. Do we need to... Have, I mean, look, obviously, Sound of Music is very good. It's one of Julie Andrews' other films. I th- apparently she did others. Right, we need to do Sound of Music night. That's Mike's fa- one of Mike's favourite films. Is it? Yeah. He, he is Sound of Music to what I am to Mary Poppins. Don't take Mick Jard, but I do. I love it. I love it. It's just... It's a proper good family musical. Makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside. Ooh. <laughs> Cheers, Mikey. What was you like as a child at a dinner party? I think I was. I added a touch of class to the dinner party. Did you? Mm. Added a certain je ne sais quoi. Who is the most well-known name to come to one of your parents' dinner parties? Come on, they are well-connected. Come dinner on. parties? No, oh, I don't know about dinner. I mean, to be honest, I can't really remember. Has Maggie Thatcher ever been to your house? No, there is a photograph of my father giving Margaret Thatcher a kiss on the cheek whilst he gave her a birthday card. Gee, I mean... Whatever your politics, fair play. That's pretty impressive. I don't know where that photo is. I'll see if I can find it. Okay. Um, I believe that Sarah, and this is not anything to get excited about, everybody. So, but uh, I do believe the current prime minister has been to our house. Uh, Shut up. Yes. Are you joking? I was very young. I don't even know if he was an MP at the time. Do they know him? No. Well, I mean, they've met him. Are you? You must be a young James. Are you bloody wibbly wobbly wobbly? No, James was in his room. You are bloody William wibbly wobbly wobbly. Well, do a blibbly wobbly wobbly favour and go and get me another blibbly wobbly wobbly drink. 
Sarah! Sarah! Cracking house! Wobbly, 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 blubbly, wobbly. I believe he turned up and didn't know quite where he was. He was pissed. Or just sort of not really knowing what time of day it was. This is... We've not even started the episode yet. This is great. I mean, this was this was years ago. I don't think he was an MP, and Boris Johnson was a very different person to the person he is today. Was your dad ever thinking of running as an MP? I think he's thought about it, but um, I think he realises that it's just not worth it. Yeah, especially if you've got kids and stuff. I mean, quite a lot of MPs do have children. Yeah, I know, but the flack they get. Well, yeah. I mean, I get the flack anyway. Yeah, so, true. Yeah. We had my dad's... Uh, I don't know if he was a captain or a major around, and that was a big thing. Really? So, basically... Captain Von Trapp? No, what were he called? I won't, I won't say his name. But um, And I remember we had to be on our best behaviour then. His wife and kid came round mm. one day, actually. And that was just for, like, a cup of tea. Okay. So my dad had just... he just promoted my dad. Yeah, and we went for a walk, and we had to be on our best behaviour, and we put on our best shirts. Um, he, he might have been... He might have been CO. He might have been commanding officer, but it, you won't believe this. Growing up on army estates mm. in, like, the 90s, early 2000s, even now... There's an officer's estate and there's a non-officer's estate and our houses were never next to each other. So we never used to hang around with the officers. And they, oh. their kids used to come home uh, on the summer holidays, but they used to finish earlier. They used to get 10 weeks summer yeah. holidays. Mm-hmm. We only got six. Mm-hmm. And we'd come home from school and be like, what are you doing? We're not playing rugby on this field. You play football. And they'd all go. Oh, that's a lie. I was a mate. I mates with one lad who was an officer. Gosh, anyway. see, there was no intermixing. Yeah, that's about as famous as the people that have been in our house. I don't know. I'll have to. I'll have to ask. I don't know. I mean, it's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Good. Uh, as that? always, if you need our help with something, then we would love you to get in touch with your problem. You can send your tales of trepidation to help at sexandmyboss.com or you can tweet us or send a message on Instagram at sexandmyboss or you can write to William who promises a handwritten reply in his own letter to paper. The address for that is on the website sexandmyboss.com. We haven't asked for this in a while. But if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, we know there are a good few of you. Do you mind um, popping us a little little review, little maybe five-star review? We'd love to read your messages. The best reviews will get read out in the future. Why am I speaking like this? <laughs> Is this your needy voice? It's my needy voice. <laughs> oh, you should, oh, you should see me when I'm hungover and needy. Really? Like off camera, off mic. Pathetic. For a 31-year-old. Like, don't go and can I have another cuddle. Oh, it's pathetic. Should really stop saying that to the DPD man. <laughs> um, I've got a question for you. Yeah, this beer is the best beer I've had in ages. Over the last couple of weeks, I've done something I've never done before. Mm-hmm. I've left a WhatsApp group. Oh, now this isn't just any old WhatsApp group. As you were, just for context, just for those that weren't aware, there was a, there was a bit of football that was going on. Yeah. Okay, you may have been aware. It was in the news. And in our family WhatsApp group with <sighs> my, all my all my family, pretty much, uncles, aunts, cousins. No. They were going on about it. You left the family WhatsApp group. And I thought, and this was after one or two of the England games, and I thought, you know, I can't be bothered with this. A mute is not enough. So I left. Now, what's worse is I don't think anyone's noticed that I have left. Because not one person has commented, either within the group, and yes, I have used Micah's phone to read the messages to see what I've missed out on, (laughs) just in case people are talking about me. But the thing is, they're not talking about me. No one has said, I have seen all my uncles and aunts and parents and brother, 
nobody's gone, oh, are you going to rejoin or do you want us to invite you back? I don't think they know. But I don't feel that I could say to them, I've left, has anyone noticed? Because I feel, I think I just need to wait for them to go, William, what do you think? And then when they never get a response, maybe they'll notice. Okay. I mean, you're asking the wrong person here because I don't tend to be in any WhatsApp groups. I'm in ours and I'm in my family one. And that's about it. You see, that, and I think this is the problem because my family, when they're not a very technological family. And so I don't think they've really understood that I've left and what that means. They don't think it's like a... Because if you leave a WhatsApp group, it's a bit of a statement. Do you know what I thought was quite good? When we went to one of our friend's uh, weddings, there was they did a broadcast-only WhatsApp group. Can you remember that? Oh, I like that. And that thus, there's no sort of, oh, I can't wait to see you. Oh, can you pick me up? There's none of that. It's just important information is sort of, you know, here's the taxi information or mm. change of plan. Those I don't mind because you know it's purely informational. Yeah. Informational, if that's even a word. It's purely information. It's the ones where your mate's like, oh, your mum's well fit, George. It's like, shut up. I don't have many of those groups, I'll be honest. That's not, that's banter. So you're annoyed that people haven't noticed you've left Well, I don't know how to sort of raise it with them. So why don't you get Mikey to ask you to come back into the group? No, he has said that, and and I've said no. And then be like, "Um, excuse me, you know you, you don't like to cause a drama or a song song or dance. No, you know me. No. Also, can I just say, in my last session with Pump It Up Pete, he said to me, and I, I smiled to myself, and I thought, I'll tell Jordan and Ben this, they'll have a laugh at this. He said to me, I'm very easygoing. Did he? And I thought, thank you. Yeah, you're only easygoing when you've got a bloke in short shorts and muscles sweating <laughs> over you. That's the only time you're easygoing, I bet you are. Oh, Pete, you're <laughs> such a great gym instructor. Come a bit closer so I can smell your moss. Oh. <laughs> he said, I'm very laid back. And then he lay back. No. <laughs> <laughs> be honest, when he when he's stood over you... Standing. Standing. You... <laughs> When he's standing over you, telling you what to do. Yeah. You know, like if you're doing sit-ups. Be honest. He's not really my type, if I'm honest. He's very nice. But have you ever have, had a look up his shorts see if you can see his bollocks? Oh, no, because he's wearing underwear. Yeah, but you can still have a look They're up. They're blue. The... <laughs> <laughs> so that's a yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's yet to stand over me. Right, I've had enough of this and it's pumping up Pete now. It's taking piss. Talking of the gym, I've noticed quite a few people in the basins, will then shave other gym users. I didn't think you should... I don't think you should use public communal basins for shaving. I'll shake your hand on that. Oh, really? I agree with that. Even though we're shaking hands sitting down, which is actually quite rude. Loads of um, fellas do that in my gym. I just don't get it. I get it that... um, Do they not have basins at home? That's what I mean. Or you've got to get ready for work, but... Shave before? I couldn't think of all... And then they leave the hairs in. Yeah. No. Okay, so that isn't just me being highly I will, strong. No, 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 I'll agree with you there. Blokes that shave in gym... I'm sure people listening to this going, well, actually, it's part of my routine because I need to shave before I go to work. Fair enough, but couldn't do it night before. Mm. Yeah. Or have laser hair. On your face? Yeah, I've have it. I'm having it now. If I talk, haven't talked to you about this, we'll talk about it maybe another time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is, actually. Ben's just said it's so affordable. I need my back doing. Will she do my back? Will she do, she do wherever. Will she? Mm. Does it hurt? Trust me. I mean, I've seen some of the places that laser goes. Mm. Does it hurt? Yes. 
Does it? But apparently the face is the most sensitive area. Well, I don't think it's the most sensitive area, but it's the most sensitive area of the non-intimate areas. Because I have no pain threshold. I think you'll be fine. The first session will be hell, but then after that it gets better. Is it like um, in James Bond golfing where they tie you down and the laser comes out? <laughs> oh, now Jordan's interested. Is it? <laughs> uh, you're not tied down. No. Oh, okay. You are free to leave of your own volition. Sack it off then. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. What footwear are you wearing? Could you show me your shoe? Why? Well, because you, you've, um, you told me the other day that you quite like a croc. I do, right. I'm glad you brought this up. Um, Jordan's in a trainer, we should just point out. I'm wearing a trainer, but I'm not going to be ashamed anymore. It's 2021, and be what you want to be, right? Love is love, and I love Crocs. Right. Okay, and I don't tell anyone. Yeah. I've got Crocs in every port of the... What's the saying? (laughs) I've got a Croc in every... Port. I've got a croc in every port, seriously. Right. Right. I've got a croc at my mum and dad's house. Mm. Yeah. I've got pink crocs at my house. Pink crocs, <laughs> yeah, I've no got less. Pink crocs. And I've got a croc at certain other places. I just love a big croc. Roams the street looking for crocs. Uh, no, I generally, I'm glad you brought this up. Because I never used to tell anyone, I just think they're the best house shoes. They're better than a slide on. Mm. <laughs> I said slide on that. Yes. They're better than that, and they're just the great bin shoes as well. If you want to take bins out or nip out for a. Where are you taking the bins? Because yeah, I have to go all the way out to my bin area, don't I? Oh. So they're just great for that. Great if there's like delivery men you've got to go down for or you need well, to. Well, we talked out. about this. You want to get them to come up to you. I, I, I am Jordan Levi North and I like wearing Crocs and I'm not bothered what people think anymore. Have you given up in life? I just think the more, if you've listened to this podcast over the series, we are, I don't want to say changing. Still the same on me. We're evolving. <laughs> You're not. And I am. <laughs> Come on, I am. And and I just feel like as you're getting a bit older, we've been doing this podcast for what, four years now? Mm. As you get a bit older in your life, and I don't want to sound patronising here, but as you get into your 30s, you're just you're not bothered as much anymore. Right. And I'm just not bothered that I wear Crocs. Okay. They're very ugly shoe, though. No, they're not. They're cool. I'm sure G&D was next week. Tune in and we'll be doing ad reads for the Edinburgh Woollen Mill. Talking about our lovely moccasin slipper. Oh, other crocs are available until they start sponsoring us. <laughs> and let's face it, if they're sponsoring us, we'll do the read. Um, yeah. Well, not I, do, you, do you not have bin shoes? I have sort of like slip-on... They're not even really trainers because they're slip-ons. And they're made of... I don't really know what material they're made from. It's something synthetic. But I would wear that for just sort of popping out to get the post or yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, just something to slip on. But they are not Crocs. So you don't agree with Crocs? No. Okay. I don't like them. They, they are, they are, you have given up or you're in desperate need of something. Help? Yes. Now, a few people have asked me on social media whether you have come round for the curry. Yet. And the answer is... Stop stirring the shit. The answer is, to be fair, Jordan did reach out to me this week and suggest a date. 
And I said, I'm so sorry, it's my mother's landmark birthday, I'm unavailable. But at least you attempted. And I'm away next week. Yeah. And then I'm away for the next few weeks. So we're planning a curry in December. No, October. It's be a nice turkey curry. <laughs> October? No, we'll do September. Oh, thanks. We, we'll definitely get it in. I love that our and Divas are invested in this curry as much as we are. Yes. Can't we go out for it? Go out for it? Yeah, go to a nice restaurant. Well, we can, yeah, we can. No, 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 we'll come to yours. We'll get the G&D to crowdfund it. (laughs) We'll come to yours. I like coming to your home. Thank you. You've only been once, twice. I've got to say... It's changed a lot. Yeah, I know, because I want to see it, because you had all that tacky furniture before. It's all very white and... Yeah, all that's gone. Yeah. I'm I'm joking. You've got curtains now. (laughs) I'm joking. Yeah. Yes, yes. And he's a great host. Literally, you go to Williams and you can't do enough for you. Apart from, like, bringing a potty to the um, settee. Mm. He literally does everything for you. You are a very good host. Thank you. Is there, like, a curry etiquette? Is there an etiquette? Because... Um, I think step one is turning up. I think that normally in order to actually enjoy any etiquette, you have to actually have to be at the event. Okay. Yeah. I'm just Sorry. Br- bruised from another dig there. By but the I'm, I'm over it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Don't, because I feel like a bad no, friend. Oh, stop it, no. no. Oh, by the way, I was very sad when I had to throw the flowers out. They oh, did the flowers yeah, die? They came to the end of their life. Oh. I took them to the bin and pulled every petal off. <laughs> No, I put them in the bin with a little bit of ceremony. We played the national anthem, stood to attention, and then shut the bin lid very slowly. Right, okay. They were very beautiful. Although the blue ones did drop all over my rug. Oh, it's not Come the end of their life. No, thankfully no one trod them in. I used to always do that with my mum's lilies. My peonies dropped the other day. (laughs) You what? My peonies, they also dropped at the same time. So actually we went from being beautifully floral in the sitting room to literally, it was so barren. Oh. I was mm. on, only joking. You have got a lovely home. Thank you. Way. You genuinely do. Thank you. We've got we've got big works going on in the study oh. in the next couple of weeks. You'll be Stud- hearing a lot about that. Spare bedroom. It's the study. It's the spare. I'm bedroom. I'm going to be making it less of a spare bedroom because there's going to be even less. We're going to be big, big, big bookcases in. What's wrong with bookcases you got now? Because it's like you know, it's like one of these. Oh, what are you of. doing with that? Do you want it? Oh yeah. Are you in serious? all seriousness, I've got loads. I've got a cabinet. I've got two cabinets and a bookcase going. Oh, yeah. Are you being serious? Yeah. The one you study? Yeah, I was going to put them on eBay. No, 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 no. I'll take them off your hands, no problem. Do you want all three? Yeah, I'll... I'll... um, I'll, um, I'll, 100 quid an item. Don't charge me. Do you want... How much... No, as long as you come and get rid of them, I I don't don't care. Do you not want any money for them? No. I'll take them off you, no problem. Oh, oh, we'll talk about... Sorry, Jesus. I'll send you you my measurements. If you could take them off me... Then it's they're they're all yours. Marvelous. Right, sorry, Gene Divas. <laughs> this episode has been one of those where we've literally not done anything that Ben's put on the script. Should we do William's wacky word of the week? Yes. Cue the jingle. Come on, Gene Divas, it's time to learn a new word with William and Jordan. It's William's wacky word of the week. And the word of the week this week is sibirate. Sibirate. And I'll tell you the definition. After the break. Hello, it's me, Jamie Lang, and I've got a new podcast, uh, and this time there are no gimmicks. It's just 
great company. Because the thing is, I realize the reason I love podcasts so much is because they're a great way to connect with people. Hello, I'm Youngblood. Joe Brand. I'm Paloma Faith. Jay Blades. Elizabeth Day. Zara Larson. Casper Lee. And I'm Great Company. Great Company. Great Company. Great Company. Apparently. It's Great Company with me, Jamie Lang. Out now. Okay, Dean Davis, thanks very much for sticking with us. I know it's been a bit of a messy episode so far, which these are sometimes the best it's ones. It's been a messisode. A messisode. There you go. That'll be Williams' Wacky Word of the Week in two uh, weeks' time. Williams' Wacky Word of the Week. What is the meaning of the word syphilis, please, William? Sibirate. <laughs> oh, is it? Any ideas? Sibirate. Um, Sibirate. Sibirate. Does it mean to, like, stew, to... Um, like fester. To not let anything go. Yeah, to like no fester in your own wallow and is that the right word? No. Yeah, no. well wallow's a word. Go on. Sibirate means someone who adores luxury. Sibirate. So I would call myself a Sibirate. Right. Someone who seeks out luxury. Would it would no. it not be a Sibirate? No, it's pronounced Sibirate. I've checked this. Sibirate. Yeah. How do you spell it? S-Y-B-A-R-I-T-E. William is a bit of a sibirate. Yes. Okay. It's a nice word, isn't it? Yeah. Doesn't sound like it actually is. No. But there we go. A little bit of education for you, Gene Divas. Shall we go to the listeners' questions? Yes, let's do it. This is the first one. It's coming to us via email, help at sextedmyboss.com. It's from Lisa in Wales. Hello, my three favourite men. I love the podcast and your laughs are so infectious. Do you want a top up? Uh, Yes, I'll have just a touch of the cork-addled de bonnet. Thank you, that's enough. Touch of gin. Sorry, Lisa. Uh, Love the podcast and your laughs are so infectious. Like Corona. I'm not a fan... I'm not a fan of offering to provide lifts as I'm not great with directions and don't want it to become a habit. But last week, I went to the pub from work. I wasn't drinking as I was going to the gym the next day. One of the girls asked whether I could give her a lift to the pub. We finished work at the same time and were going, and I was going there anyway, so I couldn't really say no. Her lift home let her down during the night, so she asked if I could give her a lift home. She lives about 15 minutes away from me, and I needed to go past my house to get to hers. On the way, she asks if we can stop at McDonald's. When I then pull up outside her house, she says she'll ping me the money over the weekend. What I am s- for the McDonald's. Oh, she or, paid for the McDonald's or for the yeah, petrol? Presumably for the McDonald's. Oh, for the petrol. What? I am still waiting for the money. Does this make me a bad person to expect petrol money, or is there a polite way to ask so I'm not taken for a mug in the future? Any advice would be appreciated. That's from Lisa. I... Lisa, I don't think you can expect petrol money. No, Lisa, I'm, I'm sorry. What you I, can expect is a lift in return from that person in the future. I totally agree, Lisa. I'm not. If I'm honest, I'm not one for charging petrol money. Yeah. So, and I it's not like I mean, if you were taking her to the Lake District from Wales, different story. Yeah, it's fifteen minutes away. Admittedly, I think it was a bit odd that that woman asked to go to McDonald's. Bit of a. Bit of a at night, a bit of a pee take that she's asking you to go to Mackey's. Mm. But I wouldn't expect petrol money. I, I, 
I wouldn't like it if my friend or colleague said, oh, we give me petrol money. It's like, well, it's a lift. You're just dropping me off. Yeah. Are we being horrible here? No, I don't think we're being horrible. I think, you know, Lisa, you... Or if maybe this person doesn't have a car, so there's no there's no sort of chance for you to have a lift in future from this person, then maybe they bring you in a nice box of chocolates. Yeah, something like something. that. But, yeah. but you can't ask for a box of chocolates. If they obviously don't bring you anything, they don't say thank you, even if they don't write you a little note to say thank you, then next time they ask, you just say, I'm sorry, it's not actually convenient. Or just say, can I have a... Or just next time you need a lift, ask her. Maybe you're going to a work too, but are you all right to pick me up? Because mm. she'll think, oh, yeah, you dropped me off that time. But, yeah, not petrol money. It's, when I lived back home, it was always one of those where me and mates and family and mum and dad used to drop them off at the airport. But then you know that when you needed to go to the airport at six in the morning, mm. they'd take you. So it works both ways. So I'd yeah. drop, like, pilks R- off on right. my mum and dad. And then if I was going away, I'd say, oh, you dropped me off. In the South, we call it reciprocity. What? Reciprocity. Where you're reciprocating. Two ways, works both ways. Well, no, not a two-way. That's what we call something else. But reciprocity. Sorry, Lisa. I hope we don't sound horrible. But, yeah, um, don't expect petrol money. Just Or, Lisa, if she doesn't ever give you a lift and repay the favour, you could just do what William does and do a very passive-aggressive text. Cue the jingle. William Hanson is a... We should have done that last week. William's passive aggressive a text of the week. For my uh, I'm driving text, <laughs> which was a bit passive aggressive. Next question, please. In hindsight. This next one is from Rachel. She's also emailed help at sexismyboss.com. Dear William and Jordan. Good, no mention of Ben. I hope you are both keeping well. I have a dilemma that has been bothering me since the beginning of lockdown and was wondering if you could help. Like many others since the beginning of lockdown, I have been working from home. It has its perks, such as being able to do my washing, getting up a little later and being able to fit in a gym session at lunch. However, on a daily basis, I find myself heading to the kitchen for multiple snacks. Oh, you and me both. The worst habit I have got into is eating spoonfuls of peanut butter or biscuits spread out of the jar. Oh my God, me too. I just have... Oh, I just have... I'll put peanut butter on oat. On what? On oats. Oh, crackers, bit of bread bit of chocolate biscuit. I'm the same. Carry on. I have tried everything, such as not buying the peanut butter in the first instance. However, this doesn't work and I just find another snack instead. This is literally me. I'll even just dip my finger in and rub it on my gums. Oh my God, that's weird. Seriously. Dip your finger and rub it on your gums. I'll just like rub it in. (laughs) No, I will, honestly. I'm like a fiend on it. Rachel, my housemate. My housemate is having similar problems, and we have come to the conclusion it's the boredom of doing our jobs from home. As when we go into the office, we never have this problem. Have you got any advice at all to help us? I really want my work trousers to fit when I do eventually have to go back to the office. Thanks in advance, Rachel. Okay, do you know what I'm going to say here? I am going to quote um, another agony aunt. Yep, I am. Is there anyone? Yep. And I read this, I promise you, about two months ago now, and it really resonated with Where me. Where did you... Who? Can you tell us who? It's Dear Dolly from the Sunday Times. Dear Dolly... Oh, Dolly Alderson. Love her. 
I you think f- you have changed. Oh, how have I changed? I thought you were going to go, dear Deirdre. No, 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 dear Dolly. I honestly think she's a beautiful soul, right? And I always when I Dolly get, Alderson. Yeah, right. And when I get when I get the times at the week on a Sunday, it's the first thing I've changed. Yeah, when I get the times at the weekend, <laughs> I um, I really like the property and culture section. <laughs> no, she's she's a proper agony aunt. Well, what are we? Well, we're well, we agony ants. We are for modern day fun dilemmas. I've said, I've said it before. You're agony and I aren't. Right. <laughs> anyway, and um, Rachel, she said, she did a whole column about this lady uh, had written him. She was a single mum with two kids and she found lockdown really hard and she found that she was snacking more, especially in the day and at night. And... Um, she felt really bad and she put a bit of weight on. And Dolly said, there is nothing wrong with putting a bit of weight on during this time with everything that's got on. And if it means that you've had a bit of peanut butter on toast to help you get through it, then fair enough. Mm. You know, you can get back on track after it's all over when the kids are back at school. And I was like, oh, my God, totally agree. Because we've all probably drank a bit too much and overindulged a bit too much. And if... You looking forward to a bit of peanut butter at night has helped you get through it, or a dairy milk, then so be it. And I totally agree with that. So I'm basically nicking her advice. I, w- I would agree with that. I'm being really serious there. Aren't when I? you are at the level of, of rubbing any sort of food on your gums, <laughs> I think that is a bit of an issue. I opened my fridge the other day, and it's a li- fridge. And it literally said to me, Not you again, what do you want now? Uh-huh. I've heard you do that. Too oh, before. we've done that before. <laughs> I've done that before. Honestly, honestly, I just I, when I'm when I'm out and about, I'm really mm. healthy and on it. When I'm at home, I'm just like, snap. I did it yesterday. I had two bowls of cereal before bed, and then felt really guilty. What's your cereal? Um, just a bit of muesli. Muesli. <laughs> Have I changed? Is it homemade? Can you make it at home? Yeah. Although, to be fair, I once made, I was, years ago... Have I changed? Years ago, I was on this huge... I went to a nutritionist and she gave me this recipe for a homemade muesli. My mother came to stay. Why bother? I gave my mother some of my homemade muesli and no word of a lie, I've got a photo somewhere. My mother had to lie on the floor. It It reacted with her in such a way she genuinely had to lie on the floor. It's like... (laughs) Darling, <laughs> darling, mummy is out, darling, call, call, call an ambulance, darling, Brian, get me a cold flannel, darling, I've had some mu- oh fucking hell, William, what have you done to your mother now, darling, what, I'm have darling, I can't feel my left leg, darling, quick, get me some drink, get back up, mummy, <laughs> it's only half nine in the morning, quick, get me a drink, darling, Actually, got on the floor for that. There was also a time when we were on holiday in America and we were driving from Death Valley in Nevada to Malibu. And uh, we stopped. Off, I don't know if you've ever done that route, but uh, there's nowhere to eat. So the only place we got was a McDonald's. So we all went and had this McDonald's in some godforsaken town in, in backwater West Coast. Yeah! America. What we got ourselves here? And 
obviously in America, the McDonald's is slightly different operation. They're all franchises. Mikey and my mother sat in the car and for a good half an hour said nothing because they thought they were having a heart attack. Are you joking? And then they both talked to each other and went, I think I might be having a heart attack. And they went, I am too. My father, James, and I were like, yeah, fine. We're all right. Because it's massive portions. It's because they're very healthy. Oh. Whereas we're, my father, James, and I are probably slightly more used to pumping our veins full of rubbish. So yeah, well, that's my advice to you, Rachel. Don't feel guilty about it. You, there's plenty of time to get back on track. If a bit of peanut butter gets you through the working from home, then crack on. Is your mother okay now? She's absolutely fine. Yeah. Is that a bit dramatic, me being on the floor? No. I'm blaming the Crocs. This next one is from Andrew. Dear William Jordan and producer Ben, I write for some etiquette advice in a strange situation I find myself in a while back. My partner is lactose intolerant, and at the time, this diagnosis was new to him. We had a weekend away in London, to which we visited galleries and museums, and also spent some time shopping. These people are gay. We had a really nice meal in Soho. (laughs) Cheers! Well, give it away, the Soho bit. (laughs) We had a really nice meal in Soho, but sadly, something my partner ate was cooked in butter, and that made him ill. I shall spare you the details, but not much sleep was had. Threw him like a freight train. We inevitably visited Harrods the next day. These people are gay. And... And having baggage with us, we had to check this in downstairs. After our shop, we collected the baggage and proceeded to leave Harrods. As we left, the alarm sounded and the green-coated doorman asked to look at our baggage. This was embarrassing enough and I began to distance myself from the situation. The doorman was passing items through the alarm to see what had set it off. One of these items was a bagged item of clothing. Unknown to me, my partner had, shall we say, soiled his underwear, but decided that they were too good to throw away and bagged them up and packed them in order to be thoroughly washed when home. Mr Dorman decided to look inside said bag and proceeded to open it despite my partner's protesting. Oh, God. My partner's dirty underwear was suddenly on display at Harrods. At this point, I had walked away, embarrassed. So my question is, in that kind of situation, should I have stayed with my partner and seen it out? Or was I right to feel less embarrassed and walk away from the scene? The doorman couldn't work out what it was that set the alarm off, by the way, and it didn't go off again, so the exercise was pointless. Thanks for your help and keeping me company regularly through lockdown. Yours sincerely, Andrew. I didn't know skiddies could set an alarm off. Nice. I mean, Andrew, for what it's worth, I would have done the same. If my my other half was there on a friend and I knew that their shitty scruds were going to be pulled out in Harrods. Scruds? Yeah, scruds, your scruds. What are scrub pants? Yeah, boxers. I would have done the same. How about a a wife front? Would they count as scruds? Yeah, they're scruds, aren't they? But I also can... I'd also relate to your partner because if you've got like new boxes or ex, because boxes are so bloody dear these days, then I possibly would have. I can understand where your partner's coming from there. I think it's perfectly fine. I, I think if you're off. in a loving relationship, you're there through thick and thin. I disagree. I would have walked off and be like, sure shit, 
literally. Yeah, but I don't think it. Andrew knew what, what was about to be produced from the back. Well, why did he walk off? I think because he was just embarrassed about being stopped. Oh, it happens to me all the time. The alarms always go off. It happens. Well, you should stop shoplifting. No, I'm not shoplifting. Those days are over, I told you. <laughs> Hello, Daily Star. <laughs> <laughs> I would have walked off, William. I, I'm saying it's fine. I'm saying, no, you you stay there through thick and thin in case there is a problem. What happens if, if you know, the, the, they're trying to finger you? As it were, <laughs> you know, if they're, if you need a bit of backup, you're in a relationship with them. You'll get through the embarrassment, and I think the embarrassment would be less if you've got your partner next to you, because you should be on their side. <laughs> Did I ever tell you? I don't know. I don't even know this story. <laughs> what? Oh, my dad ran holiday. <laughs> my mum's gonna kill me. My mum's gonna kill me for this. And... <laughs> Are you going to ask for this to be taken out? Possibly in the edit. Wendy had a bit of wind all week. Right. She said to me, Dad, I don't think I've ever told you this. She said to me, Dad, if I thought, just take one for team, as if to say, it were you. (laughs) So they're on on this, they're in this posh hotel, and it's like a really quiet pool area. Yeah. me. And this is where I think sometimes you don't have, you should stick with your partner. My mum bent over to get a book. Oh. Um, and apparently she let out a massive trump. <laughs> and then as she did it, she went, Graham, what you like? And my dad just got up and went, that weren't me, that were you, you dirty cow. And walked <laughs> It's a miracle they're still together. And my dad said... It was that loud and that embarrassing that he didn't want to be there and he walked off. So sometimes in the situation... Mm. Always blame it on the dog. We've said this before. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for all those listeners' questions. And uh, who knows, I might bump into you in Harrods one day soon, Andrew, and partner. Uh, <clears throat> Remember, if you want our help with something, you can send your tales of trepidation but no underwear to help at sexedmyboss.com. You can tweet or send us a message on Instagram at sextedmyboss. That's where we are. Uh, or you can write to me and I will send you a handwritten reply on my own letter-headed paper. The address is on the website sextedmyboss.com. Would you accept underwear? Absolutely not. I feel like we've been extra, extra silly today. Even if it was Shawn Mendes, I would say no to that. Oh, you would. No, I absolutely wouldn't. <laughs> oh, no. <sighs> I would, just to say... All right, see you next week. Hello, it's me, Jamie Lang, and I've got a new podcast, uh, and this time there are no gimmicks. It's just great company. Because the thing is, I realise the reason I love podcasts so much is because they're a great way to connect with people. Hello, I'm Youngblood. Joe Brand. I'm Paloma Faith. Jay Blades. Elizabeth Day. Zara Larson. Casper Lee. And I'm Great Company. Great Company. Great Company. Great Company. Apparently. It's Great Company with me, Jamie Lang. Out now. Hello G&Divas, we're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. 
It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. On Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema.